Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Cowboy Chronicles, the Oklahomans, Oklahoma State football podcast. I am your host, Scott Wright, joined by Jacob Unruh, and we are back at our Tuesday night location here at Stone Cloud Brewing Company, 917 South Husband. For those of you in Stillwater, you need to come out and check this place out. It's fantastic. We had we had a food truck last week. That was spectacular. That was awesome. Great uh, barbecue. Got amazing beer again, as always. Yes. Uh, so it's, uh, can't get any better than this. This is as good as it gets for a podcast on a Tuesday night. And they reserved a table for us. They did. The they reserve did. for the best podcast our, hosts. They put our name on it, right? You there. can't argue that it's not. It's, no it's undisputed. It's uh, uh, so it is written, <laughs> so let it be. Uh, I don't think that's how the phrase goes, but that's it's what I'm using. Going to work this it time. Works this time. It works so, this time. All right, we are going to jump in, uh, take a quick look back at Oklahoma State's 41-31 win over Texas Tech here in Stillwater. Look ahead to the coming game against number 13 TCU, a top 15 matchup for for the Cowboys on the road. Going in as a road dog, underdogs at, uh, at this point, around three and a half right now from, yeah. uh, from what I'm seeing. So uh, we'll get into that, talk about what some of the players had to say tonight. We just finished visiting with them over at practice at the practice facility. So uh, get into all of that and our regular stuff, the Stone Cloud six-pack later. Uh, I'm excited the, uh, for that, All always. the fun stuff. Got to remind you, uh, of course, come check out what's going on here at Stone Cloud. Lots of, uh, of good stuff every weekend throughout the week. Like you said, you never know when there might be a – well, you can find out when there will be a food truck. You don't just yes. have to luckily randomly – Their Instagram has all the information you need, their oh, Facebook yeah. page. Yeah, they take care of you. Also, remind remind you to subscribe to the Oklahoma's Oklahoma State Sports Newsletter. Uh, don't want to forget about that as well. So uh, go check that out, the Cowboy Sports Minute. Um, but with that, uh, let's, uh, let's jump right in. Uh, thoughts back to what stuck out about the Texas Tech – Victory that we didn't cover we're, in we're our. We're skipping in our post. A, an important. Oh, I am. Step. I apologize. I apologize. I, I'm not talking football until we get this step done. That's I'm right. sorry. I'm not doing it. That's right. You That's can't right. make me. Nope. Go ahead. So what, this is what, what I'm what drinking. You, what you drinking? I am drinking a wild ale called right. Fill the Rhythm, and it's a sour. Right. Um, I'm in a. I'm not. I'm not Sour mood makes me sound like I'm in a bad mood tonight, but I'm not in a bad mood. I'm not in a sour, sour mood. But I'm in a mood for a sour beer tonight. Um, yeah. And this is a really good strong sour beer mm -hmm. lots of flavor very sour it is very good it is i tested it out uh chose not to uh, not to go with it i was in a less sour mood than you <laughs> so um me on behalf of tater who won our uh, our score oh, prediction right. tater tater this is tater's free beer that uh, yeah. that tater won for predicting uh 45 28 was the score that tater predicted it's pretty good that was uh, that was solid right right on uh, very close in both scores now, Evan Troy from last week, our, our first winner mm -hmm. in this contest, almost made it a double. Man. Nailed 41 for OSU. Uh, was a little low on Texas yeah. Tech. I think had at Texas Tech at 20. Um, bumped that up a little bit. Could have had back-to-back -back winners right off the top. Man. We would be drinking another beer to Evan Troy. But, no, yeah. this, this one belongs to Tater. Tater is drinking Resting Peach Face, which is a, <laughs> a, a great delicious, name. A great name. <laughs> delicious beer. Uh, it's, it's a sour, but not that sour. Yeah. Uh, more sweet flavor okay really good i might really, try that one really later tonight so far really enjoying it so far all right um now i guess move, i'll talk football now. now i guess we'll, okay. we can move forward that's why 
Yes. We're the best podcast. That's exactly right. Undisputed. <laughs> undisputed. It's undisputed. Undisputed. There's no there's yeah. no rankings on here. It's no, just no. the best. You can't That's argue it. with it. All right. Anything that sticks out to you from a week ago that we didn't cover in the postgame podcast? Oh, man. Because we talked about a lot of we stuff. We did talk a lot about it. There was a lot happening in that game. There was so much. Um, so many big plays. So many big moments. Um, did yeah, we talk much about Ben Kapinski? Not really. We, br- we briefly touched on it yeah. and, uh, and some of the things just, he had to say. I just think his emergence is fascinating. It really is. Um, and actually, I'll tease it now. We usually tease our stories later, but I'm going to write about Ben Kapinski later this week. Um, going from a tryout walk-on, not right. a preferred walk-on, nothing like that. He tried out for the team, walked on to where he's an undersized guy, fast. That's about what he had going for him. Not very little football experience. To now where he's a defensive end behind – Brock Martin, Trace Ford, Colin Oliver, not in that order, Tyler Lacey. Even maybe he's a little bit tired on Irby, but Irby, you know, has not played much. But Kabinsky right. now, Mike Gundy says, needs to have more reps. Yeah. Which is remarkable. And so, But he had a huge sack the other night, had a huge one-yard tackle that I thought was a sack at the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know how a yard ended up on that, but I thought it was a sack. Right. Um, he had big plays and big moments the other night, and I think his emergence um, is probably not being talked about enough. No, it's absolutely important because of the way that Derek Mason is using these mm-hmm. defensive ends. They're on the field a lot. Brock Morton is playing 56 snaps a game, which is a lot even for him. He's had some uh, some nagging injury stuff. We saw him leave the field at one point during the Texas Tech game. But he just keeps getting back out there. Yeah. And he's leading that defensive line in, in snaps played at 56 a game. This is a lot. Playing a ton for, for a defensive lineman. That is a lot at this point. And especially for a defensive line that has mm-hmm. the depth that they have. But being able to, whether it's resting him or keeping Colin Oliver mm-hmm. a little more fresh, whatever the case may be, having that fourth guy at that, at that Leo position, the, the edge rusher, is hugely valuable. And Kapinski is really showing that, that he can go out and compete against top-line offensive linemen. It's really impressive. And not to, uh, not to jump too far ahead, but Jake Springfield's uh, the things that he had to say in uh, after yeah. practice tonight were really impressive. That Kapinski's been on his radar for a while. Yeah, yeah. He he said I I noticed Kapinski right away on the scout team gave him fits yeah. and that impressed him and he's watched him and so he's not surprised by any of this. Yeah, but that we're, we'll get to that later. Yeah, exactly. We'll get into more of that when we uh, when we chat about what the other players had to say. But um, yeah, Kapinski's value mm-hmm. is really high and it's just it's so weird to see it because we're talking about uh, you know. Brock came back this year because he, he thinks he has a chance to make it to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Colin Oliver obviously has the speed and, and, and the talent, I think, to get to the NFL. Trace Ford, we've felt like it was an NFL yeah. guy for a while. It's just a matter of how well he comes back from these ACLs, which seems to be going really well. And Kapinski is just a guy that's here to get his construction degree and, and move yeah. on down the road. Pretty, pretty fascinating. And he's so pretty good. He really is. He's, he's holding his own very well and going to be an important guy for this defensive line down the stretch, especially when they face teams like Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. They have to dig into the depth. They have to uh, to get some pass rush. I bet he's going to play a role this week, too. Yeah, I, I absolutely think so. I think I think with his, his speed, mm-hmm. uh, having him on the field is going to be helpful with a guy like Max Duggan who can yeah. get out of the pocket and, and move around a little bit. That said, and I'm, I, I've, I know we're jumping around a lot of this, I'm not convinced that Max Duggan is as fast as Mike Gunny thinks he is. Or <laughs> – as fast as Mike Gundy says yeah. he thinks he is. Yeah, I don't we'll, know we'll, we'll get to that because that. Sione Asi talked about that a little okay. bit today, too. Very good. All right, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll jump into, into some of that We've got lots of teasers uh, for this. This, lots, is why, this is why this sign's exactly. here. Exactly. Lots, lots of teasers. Of, lots of good stuff coming. Yeah. Um, 
Anything else from from Texas Tech? I'm I, I think we've uh, covered it all pretty well at I this point. I think so. Yeah, I think that's all right. Let's move on down the road. And though, though I will say I'm still impressed with Baron uh, Baron Morton. Oh, absolutely. I I just think that guy is going to be a star at some point. And I saw today. I think they're off this week. But Joey McGuire said, "Yeah, I don't know who's going to be the starter in two weeks. I want it, I want their team to pair for all three because Tyler Shaw might come back too. Right. So right. you know that's yeah. impressive." The accuracy and composure from a guy yeah. that's a freshman making his first yeah. start was really impressive. And the quick release. Yeah. Incredible. Oh, yeah. He was getting the ball out of there quickly and uh, and, and hitting a lot of spots. All right. Well, let's um, – before we jump ahead to, to, to next week uh, or this, this Saturday, uh, you, you got to visit – now we got to talk to Jake Springfield, the, the right tackle, Sione Asi, the defensive tackle, Dominic Richardson, the running back, and Jabbar Muhammad, the cornerback. A lot of interesting stuff mm-hmm. that came out of came out of this. Who'd you get to visit with the most tonight? Um, probably Dominic Richardson. I was there mm-hmm. with him for a lot at the beginning. Um, which, if for our listeners who may not know, uh, Dominic Richardson was once a TCU signee. That's right. Uh, went to, actually was. Uh, I don't think he ever got to campus, um, but he was getting ready to get there. Was told not to come. He was basically losing his chance there. Um, for various reasons that are complicated to get into, yeah. But he always held a grudge. He ended up at OSU a couple weeks later, over the summer before his freshman year, and it's worked out really well. He told me today he's moved on, which I thought was kind of impressive because yeah. he hadn't moved on for the first couple seasons. No, absolutely. Um, now some of that I think has to do with Gary Patterson and his a lot of his staff is no longer there, and right. Dom admitted a, a, a lot of that. But he's moved on. Said that now it's just kind of another game to him. But I think there's still a little meaning there that he's not admitting, and especially because he didn't really get to play in 2020 much on that field except special teams. Right. So now he's the guy going in there mm-hmm. and has a chance to show something, um, kind of what they've lost with not having him there. And so I think this is big for Dom in a lot of ways for that. Yeah, and you know he he got a decent number of carries last year, ran mm-hmm. really hard. We talked to him about, at the time about that against TCU. Yeah. Um, but. Going down there into into their territory and like you said, being the guy. Last year it was a blowout here in Stillwater. Yeah, um, you know everybody got to run the ball against uh, and had success. Yeah, against against TCU last year. Uh, they think considered a, putting you game. in to run the ball. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I was on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I thought so. Uh, Jaden yeah. Nixon ran that long one. If, if he <laughs> yeah. hadn't done that, I was next. Okay. I gotcha. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah. So it's really a big game now mm-hmm. in in Fort Worth. I I can understand that there's probably some, but like you said. The Gary Patterson issue, I think, was probably a big part of yeah. what played into all this. And and um, just to lay out some of the backstory for people that don't remember it, and, and we're not saying that this is why he, yeah. he got his scholarship pulled or any any of that, because there's two sides to every story. But TCU signs Dominic Richardson, then they land a five-star running back yep. in Zach Evans, and things get murky from there. Yeah. So we'll, yeah, uh, we'll leave it at we'll There's leave it at some that. murkiness for some other behind-the-scenes stuff that – it just it was a bad situation for uh, Dominic Richardson right. that he's turned into a really strong positive. Yes, and uh, now TCU has neither of them. Yeah, uh, so it's weird. Weird yeah. how things work out. It's weird. Yeah, uh, but like I said, different coach, different team. Yeah, um, this is a really talented TCU group. Um, you mentioned you we we teased Sione Asi talking about. Oh yeah, Max Duggan. What? Yeah, uh, what did he, he, have he to was say asked about basically just you know Mike said. That only two guys on the defense could probably as, are probably as fast as Duggan and and Sione said, well, you know, okay, maybe, but you know, they go against Spencer Sanders every day, and going against Spencer Sanders is not easy because he's incredibly fast, and so 
it's he's he really wasn't buying into it as much, I think, because they prepare for a guy that can run the ball every day going against yep. Spencer, which I thought was an interesting take. Like, hey, you know, our guy can run too is mm-hmm. basically what he was saying. Right. So, And, uh, no, I thought you were going to say that Sione was claiming he could outrun, outrun uh, Max no, Duggan. No, Sione did say that he hopes that the – Skinny guys are ready <laughs> if he gets if he gets out of the pocket. He said because he said I could try. He said, but he doesn't like his odds. Yeah, he did. He did remind everyone he's three hundred pounds. Yes. So it's yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I got I got to visit briefly with Sony, and he talked a lot about uh, or was asked a lot about the tempo that Texas Tech played with mm-hmm. last week. Yeah. So that it was very pressing for them when you had to be on the field for a long period of time because it was. It was different than what's simulated in practice, mm-hmm. and I thought that was uh, it was interesting to hear that because obviously the numbers show that sixty-two snaps in the first half was a ridiculous. Yeah, it was number. remarkable. Uh, but for the uh, for the defensive line in particular to hold up as well as they did, and obviously I know the defense gave up points in the first half, but to not get gashed more than they did mm-hmm. uh, was uh, was pretty solid. To settle down and yeah. do what they did. Yeah, exactly. Um, I love talking to Cian Oyasi. I do too. He, he's one of my favorite guys on this team. To, it's got to gotta help with. because he's closest. He's the closest guy to our age on the team, not named That's Tom Hutton. That's probably got to help. Yeah, he called himself an old fart with me. <laughs> yeah, so that That's was great. That was fun. Yeah. Um, um, let's see who else. Who else? Did you I, talk I to? did not talk to Jabbar. You talked to Jabbar. I did. I got to visit a lot with with Jabbar Muhammad. I, uh, I felt a little bit bad because I was uh, I, I was late coming up, and you could tell by his reactions that. He'd already been asked most of the things that I asked him. <laughs> Way uh, to go. Which was, okay, the, the guy was targeted 14 times. Yeah. It's, it blows my mind. Obviously, as, throwing the ball as much as Texas Tech did, everybody's going to get a lot of targets. But to go at the one healthy corner on the field yeah. that much was really wild to me. He held his own, eight catches for 60 yards against him, had three pass breakups, really important performance. Um, for those that, that follow my uh, my weekly rewind that appears in the Wednesday paper, he's one of my top five players from the game. I thought it was a big time performance. Um, Jabbar, he didn't. Uh, I, w- I won't say that he bristled. That's too strong a word. Yeah. Didn't care for it when I brought up his size and and what people might think of him really? because of his size. Yeah. He's not a big he's guy. Not, he's not a big guy. I know he's listed at five ten. I think that might even it's be pushing generous. it a little bit. That might be pushing it a little bit, uh, but. Man, he is he he is glue on defense. Man, he just his coverage abilities yeah. are are very impressive. And you know he was going against receivers that were bigger than him in in most cases against Texas Tech. You know, there's a good chance that that he ends up you know with big talented receivers opposite him this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've uh, they've got a few guys that can. Uh, Quentin that Johnson, can do it. he'll probably be on him. Absolutely. So a big challenge ahead for him. We'll see. Mike Gundy says he expects the uh, the injured players that, that were specifically brought up to him on Monday, that being Corey Black at corner, Preston Wilson at center, and Braden Johnson at receiver. Uh, but if Corey Black is on the field, that'll help balance things out a little bit. Obviously, his presence is important, but but Jabbar Muhammad is really proving to be uh, a, a really impressive cover corner in this defense, and that's going to be important as they as they go forward. Um, you know, a lot of the uh, defense issues on the secondary, I think, are them working together. Yeah. And I think that's more of an issue than whether these guys can individually play. It's, it's more about them playing together as a unit. So uh, we'll see what, uh, you know, what they're able to do this week against a guy in Max Duggan 
who is completing over 73% of his That's passes. Incredible. His his quarterback efficiency rating is through the roof. It's way higher than anybody else in the Big 12. Second highest in the nation right now. I've seen him on Heisman lists. Today. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I never would have imagined Max Duggan on the Heisman Trophy no. watch list. Uh, he wasn't even on the top of his own depth chart yes, when exactly. TCU opened the season. Exactly. So it's pretty wild. Uh, obviously, Chandler Morris, the OU transfer, was the starter when they when they opened the season against Colorado. Didn't look great. Kind of kind of struggled a little bit. Kind of wishy-washy. Gets injured. Duggan comes in. They take care of business, and, and he's been rolling ever and since. And never saw Chandler Morris again. Right, exactly. He might be here. <laughs> no, no, I don't. He got I don't, Wally Pipps. I don't. Yeah, he absolutely did. He absolutely did. I am very curious to see though what the secondary does this week because obviously they, for as well as as much as I'm talking them up right now, they did give up a lot of yards, yeah. uh, almost 380 yards last week, and and Max Duggan is going to be capable of putting up those kinds mm-hmm. of numbers. So it's a really important week for that group to play cohesively like I was talking about yeah. and and really hold things together and and be a the shutdown group that they've shown they can be at times but they're gonna have to do that for a long period of time and you know you got the sense from from Jabbar that that's really high on their list uh, he talked about you know creating more turnovers and then the need for that as well you get the feeling that he really wants a pick was uh, kind of how it felt yeah so He's due. I mean, I'd say he's due. I don't. I don't. He's not due. But right. you know, some you can, people would say he's due. You can see it happen. Yeah. The tough thing is, the he and and Corey Black or whoever's playing on that other side, at corner, they end up in so much one on one coverage. Yeah. That's the toughest situation for a corner yeah. to come up with. Now Jabbar pick. almost had a couple the other day, right? Yeah, he, he did. jumped he some close. stuff. He did. He got so he got close on it on a couple of uh, out he's routes. He's right there. I I yeah. think Jabbar will get one sooner than later. Yeah. That, but that, that can be a tough situation as opposed to a, a safety who's maybe in uh, a little bit different uh, coverage, got, yeah. got their eyes on the quarterback, things like that. So, But, yes, going to be important. Um, Jabbar was really impressed with the job that Cam Smith did in his, his first opportunity really playing mm-hmm. a lot. He had played very limited snaps and, uh, and played a ton once, uh, once Corey Black and DeMarco Jones both got hurt. And, you know, uh, DJ McKinney worked in a little bit. But the job that Cam Smith did yeah. was was really important, and and you know we'll see what happens with Corey Black this week, whether uh, you know some of these young guys are, are back in the mix again because mm-hmm. it could be could be very important on a week like this. Yeah, absolutely. And Cam Smith's the taller guy too, so that's right, a bit. that's uh, that's beneficial on that edge too. When you get tall receivers like Tech has, I I will admit I've not looked at the heights of the receivers for TCU. Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine they're as big as Texas Tech's. Right, no. It was they're big guys. Six two, six three, six yeah. four, seemingly across the board. Yeah. Especially with Miles Price, who's what, five eight, five nine. Yeah, Miles Price. With him out of the out of the lineup, they got Brennan really Presley, two point Right, so. exactly. Um, uh, we talked about what Jake Springfield had to say earlier. Did you, did, yeah. I, I walked up and you guys were already talking about Kapinski, so I don't know what else you guys yeah, got yeah, to I mean, visit he, about. He um, he talked about just kind of the, the confidence of the line right now and how the line took from Baylor and took last week and they feel confident what they're doing and they're feeling like they're working well together. Um, he was big on that. Um, someone asked him about his hair being grown out, which I honestly couldn't remember his hair was short. So right. no. I, I apologize, Jake Springfield. Um, but uh, he said that his roommate, Joe Mahalski, grew his out, so he wanted to grow his out too. 
and uh, he said his mom thinks it looks good, and he thinks it looks good, so he's happy with it. Well, there you go. And I, how do, you can't argue with a mom like an haircut. No, absolutely so, not. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not gonna, not gonna debate that situation. Nope. So, um, you know, but he did. I mostly talked to him about Ben Kapinski because I just thought he goes against him, and um, and you, and you put it together about the walk-on part. I'd forgotten Jake Springfield was even a walk-on. Right, you forget um, at this point. Yeah, he's been around long enough now that you just forget that. And so, uh, but he talked about Kapinski just impressing him from day one. When he got there on the scout team and his aggressiveness and the ability to, to, to really wreak some havoc then. And so that really shuts him. So he's not surprised now. He sees Kabinsky doing what he's doing, and he loves it. And Kabinsky is the story that I think everyone loves around this team because it kind of embodies what Gundy and his, guy, and his coaching staff preaches for the culture. So. Absolutely. Um, I, uh, the, the only other thing that I'll add about stuff that I talked to, to guys about, talked to both Jabbar, who's from DeSoto, and mm. and and Jake, who's another uh, you know, DFW area guy, I think he's about forty-five minutes away from from TCU's campus. Both of them, lots of requests for tickets this week. Oh, really? And uh, and both very excited to go to go, you know, see some friends and family that they yeah. don't get to see all the time, and and all of those sorts of things. And Jake so. said they're also motivated for Dom too. Yeah, that's good because they know the story. That makes sense. And so they're they're motivated to block for for Dom yeah. this week a little bit more. The, the the run game consistency is probably if you're looking for one thing to nitpick this offense yeah, about, it's the, that the consistency of the run game is the the one thing that's that's absent right now. Yeah, they've obviously shown they can do it, but doing it on a regular basis is the thing that's eluding them right now. So we'll see what they can do against a a, a TCU team that's solid, not great on defense. So yeah, it'll be interesting. They did, he, I did also talk to Jake about. You know, we talked last week about all the things that, T- that Texas Tech was going to do up front, and he said, yeah, they did it all. He said, we were preparing for as much of it as we could. They did it all. This week, TCU stays more in their base front, 3-3-5 shell, and will attack out of that, but nothing nearly as yeah. crazy as what, as what Texas Tech does. Tech was just – Tech was like – I don't know. They're like a – they're like the – so my wife just got these cookies of Panera Bread called the Kitchen Sink Cookies. Mm-hmm. They're like the Kitchen Sink. They just yeah. threw everything out there and just figured right. out what stuck. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, TCU, a little calmer up front. He also pointed out the fact that, that TCU's defensive coordinators was at Tulsa the last two years, mm-hmm. and they prepared for them each of those two years. So uh, so they, they have some understanding of kind of his tendencies, the yeah. type of things that he's going to do with his defensive front. So they, uh, they feel like that's going to help out this week as well all right uh there was one thing i meant to tease earlier and, and forgot uh we we talked last week in our postgame podcast about about bob finnmore going into the ring of honor i want to discuss who should be next in the ring of honor but we'll get to that in a minute the most important question that i've got and maybe not the most important but one of the most important questions that i've got for you for the entire week is tcu any good oh man i can't i can't figure, I can't it, figure out. it out i know they're ranked what 13 right and this may sound silly to people, and if you're a TCU fan, we're not trying to be offensive here. But I don't know. It's just really hard to I mean, tell. Colorado stinks. Right. Who else did they beat? SMU isn't as good as it has been under Sonny right. Dykes, ironically. Right. Yeah. Um, who it was? I mean, they beat Kansas by a touchdown last beat week. Beat Kansas by a touchdown. A good Kansas team. And and yeah, I mean, Kansas is obviously doing some yeah. really good things. But like, but like, how good is Kansas actually? Yeah. Right? We like we don't we can't answer that either. Yeah. So it's, and it's very difficult to know. Who was the other team they beat in the big time? I'm going blank now. 
Uh, they beat OU really oh, bad. Yeah, OU, yeah. It's, I mean, that was a forgettable game. Yeah, I mean, OU is, OU is a is a mess, a yes. disaster right now. So right. it's just it's hard to really, for me in my mind, to gauge them um, just on how far they've come. Now, I don't think they're a bad team. No. But no, I don't no, no. know that they're – I'm still debating in my head if they're really a top 15 team. Right. Um, are they Are they a legitimate Big 12 title contender? Because they're putting themselves in the mix I mean, right I now. Think, I think so right now just because I think everyone is. Right. That's there are not a lot of OU or right, right now. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. you know, I just – I think everyone – anyone can win this league at this point for the most part. Um, and so maybe TCU is good. I, it's, right. I don't know. What do you – I mean – Right. I don't know what to think. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying they're not, and I don't. I don't hear that from you either. Yeah. It's just. It's just really hard to look at their schedule, look what they've done, and say, you know, this is a, this is a top fifteen team yeah. that Oklahoma State's getting ready to go. I mean, Vegas certainly thinks they're pretty good. Yeah. We've got them a three and a half point favorite over an Oklahoma State team that we think is pretty good. It's just, yeah. it's it's hard to know for sure. Yeah, I'll be I'd, really curious to see how this thing goes on Saturday. Yeah, I'll be really curious. I mean, and you know, think about the OU win. Like, OU is a mess. Their defense is not good at all. No. Um, and Kansas Kansas has still, to me, got to prove they can win some big games like this. Like, yeah, they went undefeated, you know, they, until that point. But now they've lost Jalen Daniels, too. And right. they lost Jalen Daniels in the middle of that game. Yeah. Um, and so, do you just – I don't know. I, I I'm just – I'm a little confused, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word. I mean, it's kind of like we thought with Baylor going into the Baylor game for OSU two weeks ago. Was Baylor really that good, too? And we didn't know what Baylor would expect out of Baylor. Right. So I just I don't know what to expect, I guess. Right. It's, it's absolutely fair. I'm, I'm very confused. Uh, I think there are a lot of teams in this league that are right in this range. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, uh, you know, a different team had played TCU's schedule, maybe they're sitting there at ranked number 13 and, yeah. and undefeated right now. I just I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm really curious to see this team. Obviously, uh, I asked Mike Gundy about this, and and he downplayed it, which is is perfectly fair because every team is different. But the last two trips to to Fort Worth have been miserably bad yeah. for for Oklahoma State. They went down there in, in 2018, laid a complete egg, tried to come back at the end, and got within a touchdown. Two years ago in in 2020, they. Uh, Eamon Ogbonamiga was just taking the ball out of guys' hands. I remember that, yeah. Of course, three fumbles yeah. that day. And I, I think TCU fumbled four times in all. And Brock Martin returns one of them for a uh, for a touchdown. Um, all sorts of weird stuff going on in that game. But but the offense couldn't do anything. Defense got burned a couple of times late. And, and they end up losing by a touchdown in that one as well. So, you know, it's, it's not been a friendly place to Oklahoma State mm-hmm. lately. Uh, on recent trips, so uh, you know, and like I said, I know, I know that doesn't affect this team yeah. this year, but it's uh, it's just it's hard to know what you're going to see on Saturday, and I think that we'll learn a lot about both of these teams. The thing that 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 is different from Oklahoma State in 2020 to now is the veteran leadership of this team is so incredibly valuable. Yeah. They understand the importance of, of the week-to-week grind of the Big 12, and they're not, they're not going to take anybody lightly. They're not going to panic when they get down eight points in the third quarter of, of a conference game. They're mm-hmm. just uh, their, uh, their mindset, their focus, their approach is on a different level over the last two years, the last two seasons 
than than any t- any team I've ever covered in in this respect. Yeah, and they're battle tested. They this are. group is such such a team. It's such, so many returning players from last year that that went through this, went and played in the Fiesta Bowl, had that comeback. I just I think that's just too valuable. Yeah, absolutely is. All right. Well, before we get to the Stone Cloud Six Pack, which we got some fun stuff lined up yes. for that. Uh, but I want to talk about the Ring of Honor. I wrote a story last year whenever Barry Sanders went into the Ring of Honor because it was obvious that the, the top two guys on the list were going to be Barry and Thurman Thomas. Yeah, it's no-brainers. No, no question about that. The question was, who was number three going to be? And we obviously learned that it was Bob Fenimore, the first, the first real star yes. of Oklahoma State football back in 1944 or 45. So I didn't have – uh, not that – how I feel that it matters at all, but I, it's completely understandable they went that direction. Yeah. Now I want to know what who 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 is next. What direction do they go from here? Because there's there's so many different thought processes. Yeah. For one, okay, there are four numbers that that Oklahoma State has retired. Barry's 21, Thurman's 34, Bob Fenimore's 55, mm. Terry Miller's 43. Yeah. Is he the next obvious choice? Terry Miller seems, yeah. You can, you can, you can make that, that argument. He's getting ready to go into the College Football Hall yeah. of Fame. Leslie O'Neill, a, a defensive guy, yes. already in the College Football Hall of Fame. you got, uh, you got Chester Pittman, the first black player to, to, uh, to letter yeah. at Oklahoma State. Um, I know Justin Blackman has had a checkered past since he left Oklahoma but, State. Man, he was best receiver. What he did, I mean, win the Blitnikoff twice, Yeah, pretty ridiculous. Um, and I know I'm I know I'm throwing out lots of options while while I'm uh, asking you the question, but but I mean Mike Gundy is going to be in this thing at some point. Yeah, I don't. Do you do it when he's a head coach though? I, I probably don't do it while he's coaching, but yeah. but it's a uh, it's a valid question I think at, at this point. So uh, now that I've I've uh, rambled for five minutes about it, who who jumps to the top of the list? Man, in your mind? I'm torn between Terry Miller and Leslie O'Neill. I'm right there with you, and and I kind of I mean. I kind of lean. Does Leslie O'Neill make the most sense? You need a defensive guy. Yes, I agree with that. You've got three offensive guys on the board. Mm-hmm. Why not go with defense? So maybe I'm making my case for Leslie O'Neill as I talk this out. I feel the same way you do, personally. But I think it's going to be Terry Miller. I think so, too. Yeah. That's exactly, that's exactly what I think. Because of the retired numbers, Yeah, uh, it's going to be timely. He, he's going into the Hall of Fame yep. in December. You'll have him, you know, up there next year, as as your Ring of Honor guy. I I would lean the same as you. I would go yeah. Leslie O'Neill first, um, but then uh, but then I really feel that Terry Miller is probably going to be yeah. the guy because of because of the other circumstances. And it's not that he isn't deserving. He's going to be yeah, in the no, thing. Yeah, he's there. He's going to be in the thing within the next three years, regardless. He's absolutely worthy. Well, with all that said, they're going to go with Mike Gundy now. <laughs> Probably That's the so. call. Probably so. Um, they might they, listen. <laughs> they might just just be a little more proactive. Throw Tom Hutton up there. Oh yes, while he's still while he's still around. Yeah, yeah. before he moves back to Australia. Right, before he heads back it's to not Australia. Not a bad plan. It's it's pretty solid in my book. Actually, I, that's my that's I'm. <laughs> we're gonna start that campaign. Let's start Tom it. Hutton for Let's the Ring it. of Honor. There we go. I like it. <laughs> Very good. Sorry, all, right. all you all Americans and, and the Hall of Famers. Hall of Famers. Yeah. Tom yeah. Hutton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next up. All right. Uh, anything else before we get to uh, the Stone Cloud no, six-pack? I think we're good. Right. I'm ready to, to crack open a six-pack Let's here. do it. Let's open up the, uh, the the first one. And we're going back to uh, to Max Duggan, who we've talked about a lot on this episode to the of Max. the podcast. 
Um, I, I keep getting I keep getting distracted because because I want to call him Max Dugan. I do too. I know nobody else remembers Max Dugan Returns, the the fantastic movie from the eighties, had Donald Sutherland in it, a young Matthew Broderick. There was some baseball in it, which is what hooked me. Yeah. If you're if you're really bored and if you, and if you can find it, it's got to be on a streaming service somewhere. Go check it out. Anyway, <laughs> uh, off off topic. Max Duggan, over or under, two hundred ninety nine point five passing yards for Max Duggan. Is he going to hit the three hundred mark? Is what I'm asking you. Over or under two ninety nine point five. I'm going to go under. Ooh, interesting. Because I think OSU. Not having the kitchen sink thrown at it, it's really going to help this defense. You, you think you think the pressure ticks up a little bit? I think so. I think they 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 kick it up a little bit, um, and I think they try to get more pressure to help out the secondary. Yeah, I can see that. I can see yeah. that. That said, I'm going over. Yeah, that's fair. I I think this guy is playing on a different level right now, and I I think you know it's one of those things that maybe if you even caught him a month from now, it could be completely different. This dude just seems to be playing really well right now really efficiently and his receivers are kind of coming alive they got they got a lot of guys tay barber is a guy that yep. i that i really like you mentioned quentin johnson earlier i think he's got guys that that are going to make plays you know even when even when guys are in good coverage we've seen players make plays against them mm-hmm. it's uh it's it's something that's going to happen so i think that will be the case on saturday i'm going over the 300 mark for max duggan all right, another guy we talked a lot about in this podcast, Dominic Richardson. Okay, we're not going yardage. We're just uh, we're just talking about how often do the Cowboys go to him in okay. this situation? Over or under nineteen point five carries for Dominic Richardson? Over, going over. Yeah, he's just the guy right now. He's just yeah. the guy they keep handing the ball to. I mean, Nixon and Jaden Nixon, and Ollie Gordon barely saw the field in the backfield last year. Right. Or last week. Sorry, right, right, last, right. Last week and. I think I think they're going to keep giving the ball to Tom. I think uh, I think that's solid. The only reason I'm going under with this one is I think that I think that they find a lot of success with the passing game okay. without having to run it a lot. Yeah. I think they're going to be successful with the run against uh, against TCU, but not have to go to it a ton. Yeah, I think Sanders runs the ball a decent amount as well. I think that that Dom ends up having a very productive day. But under twenty carries, under nineteen. And what a half about this situation up with the game away late? That's where I think, yeah, Dom yeah. might benefit. That oh, absolutely. He's been that's been a really clutch area for yeah. him all season long. He's been impressive in 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 that aspect all year long. All right, we're going with a true false question. We haven't done this before Ooh, in the Stone Cold Six Pack. True or false? The Oklahoma State defense will record a safety. Now you could argue. Mike Gundy said yeah. it. You could argue that they've had they've had a safety each in the row. last two weeks. Uh, obviously, the uh, the last week's was um, assume if you assume it was a safety. I think he might have been on the one yard line, but it's ar- it's arguable. Yeah, yeah I'm going to say it was a safety. But, okay, um, but Kendall Daniels was uh, was was flagged for targeting, yeah. ejected, won't play in the first half. Um, I'm, but uh, you could argue that was a safety. I'm going to go false. Going false. I Not wanted to say true, but I think I'm going to go false. Yeah, I just. The, the the odds of it happening three weeks in a row mm-hmm. are so low, right? That I'm going to play the odds here and say false. That's fair. But I would not be shocked, despite I'm, the odds. I'm going true on this I'm one. Going true, okay. This uh, this team is doing some weird things like I mean, that. You're putting Tom Hutton in the ring of honor. I I'm not surprised. He's I'm, setting him up through this. Right, right. Like he he might just punt one that just drops and sticks. <laughs> Doesn't even bounce. Doesn't right on the one. Lands right on the one. Just stays there. <laughs> 
like a, like a magnet under yeah. the ground. Um, it's no, grass. It's different than turf. That's right. Um, I'm going. I'm going with True on this because this this team is doing some weird things. They had they blocked a punt and a field goal, returned yep. both for touchdowns in the same game. They hadn't done that in for forever. Um, there's a lot of a lot of weird things like that that this team has has been kind of on the verge of doing. I'm going to go for uh, uh, yet another safety All right. for uh, for the Cowboy defense. All right, with that, we move to our draft, which is uh, only partially sports-related this week. So um, last week we did we did sports video games. Which was awesome. Ridiculously I still love that fun. One. I could still be drafting sports video yes, games right here a absolutely. week later. This week we're going with team nicknames. Okay. Favorite team nicknames, any, uh, any level. I did homework on this, too. I did not do homework on no this. No homework, no homework at all. Um, I believe it's your turn to go first oh, this week. Oh man, I don't know. Do, uh, I, need to go, do I need to take an, another turn and then and give you? Uh, no, I think I think I could do this. Okay. Um, I'm I'm honestly, and I'm not 100 percent sure on this nickname. It's just scary to go number one with this, but I'm going to do it anyways. Last year we were on our way to Lubbock mm-hmm. with Jenny Carlson in the car. We passed a team that I, I'm pretty sure the nickname was Twisters. It was something tornado related. It was tornado related. I, I think it remember. was. Twisters or Whirlwinds, that was the best nickname I ever heard. Okay. And now I feel bad that I'm picking it number one because I can't remember <laughs> it. But it was Twister-related, and it was awesome. In the middle of West Texas, mm-hmm. middle of nowhere. It was great. All right. My uh, my first pick, I thought about – That's shaky, I know. I'm sorry. I, I thought about disqualifying this pick for personal reasons and just saying this would be my number one pick just to just yeah. for fun. But I'm, I'm not. I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with my hometown team. The – the Yukon Millers. I knew it. I almost went with my hometown team. <laughs> I'll, I'll go there next, but yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, it's uh, it's all I've ever known. I've never heard of another team called the Billers. Yeah. I, uh, I love it. The Mill is a really big deal in Yukon. Uh, it's, um, now the funny thing is, when I was really young, did you ever have anybody in your family that called moths Millers? Like the bug? No. Yeah. Well, I had, I had, I had some. I never I heard Millers some, at all until UConn came along yeah, in my life. Uh, there were some people in my life that, that that referred to what I call a moth as a Miller. Yeah. I never heard that, uh, but but uh, when my family members were re- referring to that, I thought that's what the teams were named after, and I thought yeah. that was really weird. Then I learned the actual history of it, and it made a whole lot more sense. And I uh, I, I grew to love it, love the Miller man, uh, love everything everything about it. Okay. So. Um, I know that's a uh, it's a literal homer pick. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm sticking with it though. Uh, that's fair. Number two to you. I am actually going to go with for some reason we mentioned this the other day. The spiders. I think the Cleveland spiders just are stuck in my head. That's strong. It's just such a good and strong nickname. Um, it's big time good. That I think I'm going to go with that one. It's just you don't see the spiders anywhere, and and I like that one. That's uh, that's that's really a, a strong one. Um, I'm I'm leaning on our roots as high school reporters uh, for yeah. for this one, and this is a very specific because I'm not picking the whole school. I'm only going with the female teams from that school. I'm going with the Alva Ladybugs. Ah, that's a good one. I love Gold Bugs. Yeah, but as, Ladybugs is good. But just the Ladybugs is is super entertaining to me. That's really good. Big fan of uh, of that one for my for my second pick. Like I said, yeah. digging into uh, I mean there's some great nicknames yeah. across the board in Oklahoma high school sports. All right. Last pick to you, Jacob. Well, then I'm going with the Whippets. Oh, that's another good. The O'Keen Whippets. Very it's solid. One of my favorites in high school sports in Oklahoma. I'm going with that one. All right. It's just hard to argue with that one. It's Absolutely. Just, it's is. good strong. No one else has it. Whippets is it. I had a feeling there was going to be a lot of Oklahoma high school yeah. involvement in this because there are so many good ones and and that's where I'm finishing up. 
the Bray Donkeys. I know the Bray Doyle yeah, Donkeys. Yeah, Bray now. Doyle Donkeys. That's a good one. It, yeah. You know, like the, uh, the play on words, a lot of yeah. fun. Uh, really uh, appreciative of the effort that uh, that went into that. Yeah. There's so many good what ones. What about the Fox Foxes? Right. Eh, that's, that's, that's fun. That's really good. That's, that's fun. fun. That's uh, uh, on that on that topic. One that I don't care for. Elk City Elks. Yeah, that's not creative. Elk. Everybody knows that elk is plural for elk. Yeah. Elks isn't a word. Yeah. And then, but then they. It's uh, also now, not that creative either. I no, mean, no, Fox no. Foxes isn't creative either, but it, it works for some reason. It's to me. it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Something fun about it. It's it's unique. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, a ton of good ones that uh, that we, we could have ran. I've through. had an interesting nickname. So Caney Valley was a Trojan. It was Trojans. Okay. And growing up in Northeast Oklahoma, everyone thought I was from Jinx because Tro- Caney Valley was red. Nah. So every time I wore anything out in Tulsa area, so they thought I was from <laughs> Jinx. Um, that seems like a um, almost offensive situation if you're from Caney Valley. It gets it gets tough. Yeah. yeah. Um, a little tough. And then uh, you know went to Northeastern State, and I I entered as a Redman, and I left as a Riverhawk. That's right. So, I didn't think about that. You know, Riverhawks almost came up, but I've never been a huge on that nickname, so yeah. I would have rather picked it. So. No, we're, we're, was there like a, um, a, a campus-wide vote? Any, any yes. involvement? Yes. What, wait, do you remember any of the other? Uh, any I don't. Other I had the article at home because yeah. I, I wrote about it. Yeah. But I uh, I don't remember the names now. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, going back to my Yukon days, the most frequent question I was asked. Whenever we went to another place to play, was what's a Miller? Got that all the time. <laughs> yeah, all the time. We always had to explain it, um, and there's no real easy, fast way to explain it. Yeah, I know. So it, uh, that was uh, that was the only frustration about being a Miller was having to tell people. I always what a thought Miller it was. was. I know this is your rival. Uh, Mustang Broncos always felt weird to me that it's Mustang as mm-hmm. a town, and then you pick Broncos. Right. Yeah. Which I'm sure you guys made fun of that or something oh, growing up. But yeah. oh, absolutely. Um, and I'm not. It's not pick on Mustang here. That's your rival. But <laughs> I mean, you know, I just I, I always thought that was kind of a weird combination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Agreed. It was. So. Uh, it was like they were trying to be the fox foxes, but they weren't. Yeah. Uh, they weren't foxy enough. No. Another one I liked was Elgin owls. Owls. You just don't see the owls. Owl? I always like the one. owls. That's a. That's a nice one. Yeah. That's that's rare. Yeah. That's good stuff. All right. Anything else? I think we've. Uh, I think we've touched on everything. At no. This point. I think that's good. All right. We'll uh, we'll be we'll be down in Fort Worth. We'll have our our post game Twitter spaces. We're getting this figured out. We're getting the we're Twitter getting spaces better. figured out. Every week we're a little bit better. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that because we were really good for three weeks. Yeah. And, uh, and then it's all about, it's all re- all about repetition. Exactly. So we'll uh, hopefully be able to do Twitter spaces like we uh, like we hope to, and uh, and of course we'll have it on the podcast channel one way or another. So um, with that, thanks to uh, the folks here at Stone Cloud once again for another great Tuesday night. We really hope some of you guys can come out and join us one of these uh, one of these Tuesday nights. Come drink some beer with us, have a great time. Uh, thanks to Addison back in the uh, in in the old office for taking care of this, getting it on uh, on the YouTubes and uh, on, on the podcast channel, doing all the uh, the fancy stuff to to make it sound great. So uh, thank you to everybody, and uh, uh, yeah, thanks to everybody. Thanks for watching and and listening to the Cowboy Chronicles. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.